Hey guys, it's Hannah. I just wanted to thank you guys for bearing with us through the technical difficulties we had this week. I know this episode is up a little bit later than usual, but I hope you enjoy it and I hope you were able to watch the vlogcast on YouTube that we posted earlier this week. Also, I want to shout out a certain someone and I didn't get your permission to use your last name, so we're just going to go by Erin. But she has left our first review ever on Apple Podcasts, and I just wanted to personally thank you. We really do appreciate the support so early on, and yeah, you're just cool as shit, so thanks. Also, if anyone else leaves another five-star review, go ahead and just DM us on Instagram, and we'll be on a lookout for your review, and we'll definitely give you a shout-out as well. All right, enjoy, guys. Hello world, I'm Sherilyn. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Hannah. This is Tipsy Broad History, and let's talk about some badass bitches in history. Tipsy Broad History. Tipsy Broad History. Tipsy Broad History. Tipsy Broad History. We tipsy. Alright, y'all ready? Yes, we're ready. Here we go. Hello everybody. Hello. 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 We're already hype. I'm sorry. This is going to be a very energetic episode. Maybe just for me. Oh, um, <laughs> I've already been sipping on my drink drink. So first and foremost, drink before drink. I get started, I feel like this is a well-deserved shout out because we've been sitting here for maybe the last two, two hour, two, hour and a half. Yeah. And yes. Christian is has just been phenomenal in getting us set up with our yes. sound. Um, he's doing this, you know, pro bono. Um, cause he's awesome and he loves ha na 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 <laughs> So shout out to Christian. We shout love out. you. Thank we you. love you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, now getting started. <laughs> so today guys, um, it is the day after, uh, election day. Yes. I hope you went out there and voted. Whatever, whoever you voted for, I hope you just had your voice heard. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Evelyn today. Um, her badass woman's 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 three. It's gonna be a packed guys. Yes, it's gonna be a packed episode. Um, all this is going to relate to voting and whatnot. But first, let's talk about why I am so hype as fuck right now. <laughs> yes. oh, no, 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 no. Because during the two hours that we've been, oh, well, that Christian was working, we've been, we were not working. <laughs> we're just chatting away. We've been drinking. Yes. Okay. So we're drinking a daiquiri. And it's not what you think a daiquiri would be. You know, when you think of daiquiri, it's like a frozen strawberry drink. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're drinking. Everybody looks at it. Look. Looks at it. Looks at it. Look at it. If you look at it, it looks like a margarita. It does. Actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what it is, is Bacardi... Lime and agave. Ooh, so but simple. Also, okay, so I simple. Know, very simple. Yeah. Three yeah. ingredients, except I added a little bonus. Ooh, I wow. added Spanish lime or a mamoncillo. Mamoncillo. Um, so, yeah. Why no, are we drinking this? Why? So, okay. So, Susan B. That's oh, oh, oh. one of the women that I will be we're talking about. We're going to be speaking about yes. today. Mm-hmm. So, Susan B. is one of the girls. Pioneer. She was, listen, we love you, Susan, but honey. We love what you did for women. Yeah, we but love what you did, but we don't agree on everything. That's okay. I think that's that's part of what we are. We don't agree on everything, but that's fine. It's okay. She was a part of the temperance movement, which led to the prohibition. Yep. Prohibition era, um, people were kind of getting the drinks from underground, and like mm, you don't really know sneaky, what's sneaky. going on. Wow. And many times the drinks ended up not being like... Great, you right, know, right, I don't know where well, this yeah. shit's coming from. Right. So, they started importing from Cuba. Oh. And that's where Bacardi comes in. Yeah, Bacardi's oh, been around for forever. Yeah. I had no idea yeah, until no, I, I researched the shit, but... 
Bacardi um, was imported from Cuba, and then the daiquiri came along with it. Oh. So that era, they somebody made the daiquiri, and that's what we're drinking today. That's, that's awesome. so good. I thought, was, I thought it was a Majido. Like, it like, legit looks <laughs> like... It's very... Mo- yeah. Majido, yeah. It's, um, it's Majido-y. It's Majido-y. Trademark. You guys are making me cringe every time you say Majido. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a Majido. Um, <laughs> okay, and this is what uh, Mamoncio is. It's a little lime. It looks just like a lime. Ooh. Uh, it's a little baby. And I've never had... Oh, shit. So sorry. That was me throwing a coaster on the ground. I've never had one of these, so let's try it on camera. Oh, uh, It looks like... It um, look like a little lime. A little like a lime little or lime. a calamansi. Yeah. If you are yeah. for all my... And then, you know... It's like a lychee. Like, you just... Yeah. Slip it on out. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. You said it before me. Dang it. All right. Here we go. Cheers. 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 Wait, what's it? Cheers. Wait, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mine just fell into two pieces. What? The seed. Yes, the seed is huge. It's mm-hmm. like an avocado. Or it's like drying out my mouth. It's delicious, though. It has a consistency of a grape. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or a lychee. Mm-hmm. Are y'all enjoying this ASMR? <laughs> I'm sorry. The flesh is hard to get off of the nut. <laughs> You mean the seed? Stop! (laughs) She has been saying this all (laughs) night. It is killing me. All right. Thanks, Hannah. You're welcome. Um, Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Go. (laughs) What they were trying to say is if you want to follow Hannah and want to see the video of how she created it, go to our Instagram at Tipsy Broad History Podcast and click on IGTV and watch Hannah create this awesome drink for us. That's why there's three of us here, guys, because we're... At least one of us would have it together at some point throughout this. All right, so without further ado, this is a jam-packed episode. Hold on to your britches. You gonna learn today. Your britches. (laughs) Is that how they talk back in 1870? I don't know. That's I like, don't. But that's a southern thing. Like, hold on oh, to your britches. southern. Yeah. Okay. I think. I don't know. Miss, I, I'm from New York. I, I don't consider myself a but southern. Oh, we go. But she's been here since she oh, was in middle school. So like, okay. Since, okay, can you get what Gabby used to do to roast me, man? Let your time up in this bitch? Okay. We don't even know what let your time is. Should we actually tell everybody what let your time is? What let your time is? So, during this two hours of us just chilling. Um, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah has been roasting my ass. For like, like the past few for days. For the past few days, but left, right, up, down. I am burnt. <laughs> so I started calling it lechon time because if you know what lechon is, it's that, um, it's pig that gets roasted and it's the meat and it's all crunchy. So I was calling it lechon time and we have created a song. I promise after this we'll get to the show. Here we go, guys. Ready? One, two, three. It's lechon time. It's lechon time. All right. Well, now that you've heard enough of that bullshit, hopefully you fast forwarded through all of this. Here we go. So before I get started on this jam-packed episode, because I am doing three people, I want to say back in August, 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 I was scrolling through Facebook because who doesn't do that? Unless I'm just an old person. What is Facebook? Do that. (laughs) What is Facebook? Oh, are you TikTok? And so I saw that they opened up a monument dedicated to these three women. And the three women are Susan Bean Anthony, Elizabeth Caddy, and Sonia Truth. And this is a big deal because in Central Park, there aren't monuments dedicated to women that were actually like alive and on Earth. They were just fictional characters. Mm-hmm. So these three women, are it's like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So this monument was opened in August 
26th mm-hmm. of this year. Oh, shoot. It's yeah. Like fresh. Yeah, like legit. And so it's super, super cool. And I'm going to read part of an article that is on hyperallergenic, written by Valentina de Lis. Oh, Valentina. Delicia. 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 Yes, written Delicioso. On, Whoa. <laughs> uh, written on August 27th of 2020. The reason why these three women were picked to be this monument is because they are the three eminent suffragists. Is that right? Suffragists. They helped secure the passage of the 19th Amendment, which is the right for women to vote. Yeah. Right? So, again, perfect for the day after election. Yes. yes. Right? And they were also from New York. All three of them. My Stanton was actually the first woman to ever run for Congress in 1866. Oh. And she founded the National Women's Suffrage Association in New York City along with Susan B. Anthony. Awesome. In 1869. I know. These ladies are just yeah. on point. Sonia Truth escaped from slavery in New York in 1827 and joined the... Abo- oh, these words. The abolit- abolitionist. Thank sure. you. Thank you. There you go. Words. We're educated. <laughs> Becoming one of the most important human rights advocate in the U.S. history, she delivered her groundbreaking speech, Anti-Woman. Oh. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. At the Women's Rights Convention in Ohio in 1851. All right. And then this is the paragraph that I was just like, yeah, I have to read this. Okay. okay. All right. This go monument is here to remind us of our past. Mm-hmm. Right. It's here to remind us of our future to continue to stand up for what's right, continue to stand up for what you believe in, and continue to stand up for equality. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly what I we love are that. all about. So let's get started. Now I am going to go in order of the monument and mm-hmm. how they did it. Okay. So first is Sonia, then it's Susan B. Anthony, and then it's Elizabeth so- Katie Stanton. Hey guys, it's Hannah again. I just wanted to make a quick edit here. In this next section, we're going to be speaking about Sojourner Truth. And I just wanted to clarify that just in case you were confused as to who we were speaking about uh for the rest of the episode if you hear sojourner we mean sojourner all right thanks let's start with sonia okay so i like this thing from biology.com it says truth is remembered as one of the foremost leaders of the abolition movement Mm -hmm. and an early advocate of women's rights yes all right so we're gonna go through different parts of our life i'm gonna see how fast i can do this yet also give out a lot of information Okay. okay so she was born in 1797, and she was born as Isabel Bonfrey. So she was a slave in, in a Dutch-speaking county in New York. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. We hit a mic. We did. <laughs> yes, and um, we don't know her exact birthday because apparently slaves or people that were born into slavery, they didn't record the birthday. What well, the fuck? How up? rude. Yeah. So it's like assumed that she was born in that year. Her parents had 12 children, and at the age of nine, she was sold at an auction with a flock of sheep for $100. Isn't that insane? It Just is. to hear that. I mean, of course, you know, we've said it before, as modern people, as modern women, obviously we think this is crazy, and for mm-hmm. that time it was normal, but still it's like, it's wow. Still, yeah. So she was actually sold twice before the age of 13. Oh my god. And, I know. But... She, the last time she was sold, she was stayed there for, for a while, mm-hmm. um, and that's where she learned how to speak English. She oh. only spoke Dutch beforehand. At the age of 18, she fell in love with another slave from a nearby farm, mm-hmm. but that farm won't, and they had a kid, okay. and the kid was named Diana, but the, the guy's yeah. owner mm-hmm. didn't like the relationship and made them end it because any baby that Truth would have... It belonged to her slave, her monster, and not his. And so they were like, we're going to cut this because we can't have more kids. What the fuck? Isn't that so messed up? Yeah. 
so messed up. And so then she was forced to marry someone that the people owned. So, in 1827, a year before New York's freed all slaves, mm-hmm. and that and it went to effect, she ran away with her infant, Sophia, to a nearby abolitionist family. Mm-hmm. And they basically paid, like, a certain, like, $20 and bought her freedom. That's Aww. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm back with one more edit. The abolitionist family that bought Sojourner Truth and her daughter's freedom is the Van Wagenen family, and Evelyn is going to touch on them in just a second. Another reason why the Van Wagners were really big is that they taught her Christianity. She mm-hmm. became a devoted Christian, and this changed her life forever. Mm-hmm. And after that, like she like started working with local ministers and participating in religious revivals, and she actually ended up becoming a speaker because of this. Oh, oh super yeah! Cool. And while she was speaking, she like felt the Holy Spirit, and she was like, you know what? I'm gonna preach the truth, and I'm gonna rename myself Sonia Truth. Oh. So she never learned how to read and write. Right? Mm-hmm. She never okay. learned how to do it. But she didn't want her autobiography to be, like, gone. So yeah. she actually dictated it to Olivia Gilbert. And okay. she wrote it down. And it was publicized. And that's how she gained a lot of her money was by doing that. So um, women supporting women. Yeah. Right? And she also, through her book, she actually got to meet Susan B. Anthony and Caddy Stanton. Okay. So in 1857, she delivered a improvised speech at the Ohio Women's Rights Convention, which we talked about, and it's mm-hmm. called Ain't I a Woman. Now, mm-hmm. that is very... It was like... Is it... Wait, Ain't I a Woman? That's the, okay. that's the oh, speech. I thought you said anti-woman. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm like confused ain't at the moment. Ain't a Woman, which was kind of like eye-raising for a lot of people because she wasn't born in the South. So for her to use that ain't, Southern yeah. idiom yeah. was like it brought up a lot of attention to her. I didn't really see a lot of research on her, like what she did for women more as what she did for... The black community. Yeah. She recruited black troops for the Union Army during the Civil War. She met with President Lincoln. She lobbied against segregation. And roughly 95 years before Rosa Parks, she decided to ride in a streetcar that was designated only for white people. Mm -hmm. The guy was very violent. And so then she was like, oh, no, honey. (laughs) No, honey. Exactly. Oh, no, honey. And then she (laughs) took him to court and also won. Anyways, okay, so she moved, in her later years, she moved to Michigan with her daughter, and she began to speak out against discrimination in favor of the women's suffrage movement. Yeah. And she stated that she was concerned with some of civil rights leaders who felt equal rights for black men took precedence over black women, Mm. and that's a direct quote from History.com. Right, she collaborated frequently with a community of reformers that included Amy Post, Wendell Phillips, Lucreta Mott, and Susan B. Anthony, and she died in 1883, leaving behind a legacy of courage, faith, and fighting for what's right and honorable. Hell yeah. Yes. yes. I'm about that. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, it's just crazy, though, how you hear these things that that happened so long ago, but how it can be, of course, and this is a common thing in everything that we've been talking about right. so far in all of our episodes, but how it's replicated today. And um, you want to think or you want to hope that... For progressing. For progression. And of course, we have progressed, mm-hmm. you know. But also, why haven't we learned from our past issues and our past mistakes? Now, that's that's like a million-dollar question. That's a very loaded right. question, you know. Right. And that's That can turn into a very political question. I'm not trying to be political. I'm just trying to be real. Like, yeah. the fuck? Don't. You know? Like, <laughs> what, what, what the hell, man? It's like so. something to leave you thinking. Exactly. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, like, this was, this happened in the 1800s, and it feel like we're still seeing this today, and the people are still doing what 
Sonia did. Right. Like, they're still advocating for the same things, yeah. which is equality for both men and but women. But that's, like, right. people will take that as, like, political, but the equality for how why is that political right why is equality political political? like why are human rights and equality why is that why is that politics yeah it's true you know it's true it shouldn't shouldn't be politics it's true she did a lot for her time she always spoke out for black women's rights and she was led by the spirit and she always spoke her truths about god yes I'm here for it. All right. You need a rink break. She has not had her drink at all. All right. Did you? No. That is not enough. You only drank a little sip. I had like five. No. I need you to make it half. Oh, she's halfway there. Whoa. Oh, take a rum nut. A rum nut. No, 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 no. Suck on the rum nut. Suck on that nut. No, no, no. Suck on the rum nut with the flesh. That is so good. Thank you. Okay, so what I'm eating right now is the... Seeds. There you you know you want to say it. <laughs> I'm sucking on these nuts. <laughs> oh! There is a bunch of seeds that we have left over from whenever I made our drinks. Mm-hmm. Because the pulp is still around yeah, it. Yeah, the pul- pulp is ever... still around it, and it still has, like, a shit ton of, like, rum all over it. It's so amazing, guys. But no. I am getting, like, a little pulpy. It, it tastes like nail polish remover. It does not. It, does not. it, it is does not. straight up here. I will eat one live. It, this is not live, but, I mean, it's live right now. Okay, I'm done. Here we go. Alright, while they uh, suck on their fruit. First off, one second though. If you think Bacardi. I don't know like, Bacardi is gross. I'm just saying, like, it's just very. Y'all know me, I'm a bitch. She, she means it's very concentrated. Okay, I was gonna say, Bacardi doesn't Thank you, taste Evelyn like shit. Um, my my boo boo got me, bitch. My- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. like, annoying. <laughs> this is why Susan hated alcohol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're proving our point. The bottom, I got the ice. Have y'all been hearing me chew on this ice? If you have been, I'm sorry, but it's delicious. Evelyn is so ready to keep going. You guys keep calling it a nut. It's just like, oh my gosh. It, is it not it a nut? It looks like a nut. Not a nut. You talk start about you, yeah, get Susan B. Anthony. And I'm going to start from with a quote by Susan B. Anthony. And it says, I declare to you that women must not depend upon the protection of man, but must be taught to protect herself, and there I take my stand. So, who is Susan B. Anthony? Well, okay, so Susan B. Anthony is one of the reasons, if not the main reason, why women can vote. She is the leading figure in the women's voting rights movement. She went as far as getting arrested to prove her point that women should have the right to vote. That's for yes. Sure. yes. Together with Elizabeth Caddy Stanton, who we are going to talk about, they would like travel her. the country oh. give, giving speeches in favor of women's suffrage. Yes, suffrage. So she's a baddie. She the main baddie. How One of them. <gasps> How to eat monocillo without dying? Don't Does this mean gosh. you don't eat the... Can you Can scroll? We... I have shit in my hand. Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hebede, hebede. I've been taught to bite slash suck the flesh from the seed, oh but evidently the large seed poses a choking risk. Oh. Oh. oh that's oh, what I'm they're talking gonna, about. I'm not going to choke. Oh. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so she was born in February 1820. Welcome back, Sherilyn. And Adams, Massachusetts. <laughs> she was raised a Quaker and inspired early on by the Quaker belief that everyone was equal under God. That's so yeah. interesting. Okay, first, can I go to the Quaker thing? Yeah. I didn't realize that Quakers believed like that because 
what my image of Quakers was, was like peaceful and all that. But also like, I thought they were so conservative in the mm-hmm. fact that they thought like men were better than women. Well, not that men are better than women. I but don't they're think just they like pre- preach that, but that's just interesting to me. We can cut this out later, but like you and I get No, I get it. Like, According like to the Bible, it's like here. the men is the head of the household. And so you, everything that the man does you have to follow. Yeah. Right? So that's interesting to me that Quakers, even though they were like super like Christian and mm-hmm. everything, that they preach that. I'm sorry. That's be I, last, I interjected. So. But no, no, no. That's okay. I wanted to talk yeah, to you no. about. Yeah. I, I get it. And if you yeah. were raised in a Christian household, you'll get it which, too. For those of you who don't know, me and Evelyn are both from like super Christian households, which maybe you don't know, especially with me. <laughs> My body melts. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I'm sorry, mom and dad. Actually, me too. Sorry, mom. I'm apparently a heathen. It's fine. I don't care. I'm here. We digress. I'm getting bucked up off of these nuts, man. Can you stop calling them nuts? You and I have to shut up. Okay. Okay. So together with her family, they worked to end slavery as part of the abolitionist movement. Her parents raised her and her siblings to be a very political and an active environment in her... And her five other siblings became activists for justice and emancipation for slavery. So when she was older, Anthony became a teacher but gave that up when her family was having trouble having ends okay. meet. Okay. So, like, she went okay. home family. But when she was there, when she went to her family, she met William Lloyd Garrison and Frederick Douglass, mm. who were, the, like, friends of her father's, because yeah. her father's was, like, all about ending slavery. Because she listened to these people talk, she was inspired by the two of them, and decided to do more to help end slavery. And that's when she became became an abolitionist activist and gave lots of passionate speeches against slavery, even though it was improper for a woman to give speeches. Bullshit. Bullshit. I give speeches every damn day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Sorry, I took down some flesh. Anyways. <laughs> and Sherilyn is on the ground. As per usual, Sherilyn ends up on the ground. Bitch, get your ass up here. Anyways, she devoted her time to the temperance movement, which was the movement aimed to limit or completely stop the production of sales of alcohol. And I am staring at the two of you. (laughs) Susan just possessed your body. Paranormal adventures. She was denied the chance to speak at a temperance convention because she was a woman and this is where she was inspired to shift her focus to fight for women's rights. Hell yes, yes girl. Because she realized that no one was going to take her seriously unless she had the, she had the, oops, let me try that again. <laughs> she had All the, right? <laughs> Because she realized that no one was going to take her seriously unless she had the right to vote. To vote. Hell yeah. And she wrote, there never will be complete equality until women themselves help to make laws and elect Lawmakers, which this has come to light. Yes. So but let's drink to that. So, so let's drink. I still have some. That's a perfect like segue into you drinking because you need to catch up, honey. Honey, <sighs> they're coming at me. Oh, they're coming at me. Oh, and, and y'all some dropping slippery your, balls. Your fruit. <laughs> slippery nuts. Oh <laughs> what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> oh my gosh, she bust a nut open. <laughs> 
Listen, look. You just took that out of my hand as I've been sucking on it. Is this where our friendship is? Is where you're literally holding my spit on your hand? You walk into my house uninvited. (laughs) Uninvited. (laughs) Uninvited. And open my cupboard. That's true. She does do that. She knows how that she goes into. She'll just be like, I'm thirsty. And open cupboard, drink water. And you're like, where did you get that from? Fucking Sherilyn knows things about my house that I don't. That's true. She knows everything. But listen, anyway, if you have never had a mamoncillo, can we take a moment to say how nice my pronunciation is? This is this fucking fucking bitch. <laughs> this is fucking high school Spanish, guys. This <laughs> high school Spanish, also known as Spanish limes. Mamoncillo. <laughs> mamoncillo. Oh my god. Mamoncillo. If you guys have not had a Spanish lime, go, go get check some. them out. They're really nice. I will tell you that I am fascinated, and I'm like retaining a lot of this information, and I feel like I'm retaining it more that I'm tipsy than I would that I'm sober. Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. So, <laughs> goals for this podcast. Also, I think, I think more, like, deeply when I'm drunk. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? All that's right. I think that's how this podcast came about. Maybe. Oh, is this even recording something? Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, it should be. And the editing for this? I'm sweet. I'm not doing it. You are. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Where let's talk we? about the National Women's Suffrage Association. Okay, here we are. All right. So, in 1851, Anthony met Elizabeth Cady Stanton at an anti-slavery conference that and they became good friends and worked together for over 50 years to fight for women's rights. Okay. All right. They traveled the country together, and Anthony gave speeches, mm-hmm. risking getting arrested because it was improper still for women to give public speeches, which I think is so bizarre right. because women do it all the time. And all these speeches were basically demanding for women to be given the right to vote. All right. The two of them founded the National Women's Suffrage Association. Oop. The National Women's Suffrage Association in 1869 after Congress passed the 14th and 15th Amendment giving voting rights to African American men but not women. Right? They were so angry that they produced the Revolution. The Revolution! A weekly paper that helped spread ideas of equality and rights for women. Okay. Alright, its motto was men, their rights, and nothing more. Women's, their rights, and nothing less. Ayy. Alright. And to make sure that this paper was to keep running, Anthony would lecture, and she used the money to pay for the paper and support the suffrage movement, and the, the association was created to push for a constitutional amendment to give women the rights to vote. Okay, so she tr- continued to travel and give speeches around the country, and then she tried to convince others to support the women's rights to vote. She even, like I said before, she took the matters to her own hands and voted illegally in the presidential election of 1872. But she was arrested. <laughs> of course. And fined $100, which she never paid. Okay, so in her later life, she continued to oh. advocate for women's rights. And in 1888, she helped merge the Suffrage Association into one, calling it the National American Women's Suffrage Association which she led until the 1900s. All right, in 1905, she met with the President Theodore Roosevelt in D.C. to lobby for the amendment to give women the right to vote. And one time she said that she wished she would live another century to see the fruition of her works. Oh my women. gosh, that'd be awesome. Right. And it's like, I wonder what she, I mean, watching over being like. Right. She died 14 years before women can vote. Really? Oh. So she never saw it. Okay, she said, to think I have had more than 60 years of hard struggle for a little liberty and then to die without it seems so cruel. Um, so she fought and fought and fought and fought and fought and she never got to see but women vote. Her fight was not in vain though. It wasn't. Yeah. And you know, the 19th Amendment is nicknamed the Susan B. Anthony Amendment in her honor. Yes. 
And the Treasury actually put her on the $1 coin in 1979. Oh! I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah right? So I didn't know cool. that either. That's really cool. Yeah, and so it's the, she was the first woman with that honor. Well, Thank you for everything that you did. Your Thank efforts you. were not in vain. No. Yeah. We, so. we voting to this day because of you. Yeah, we got to vote yesterday because, because of you. Of you yeah. And so I hope that all the women out there mm -hmm. took advantage of that and had your voice heard. Ooh. But this is the end of Susan B. Anthony. So we got another... Another little break break. A little break oh, break. Which means you need a drink drink. I'm going to drink drink. Sorry. My drink drink. Sorry, Susan. My is too. I've just been... Sponsor break. Hi. All right, guys. Last person. Last all right, so the Elizabeth Caddy Stanton, she worked closely with Susan B. Anthony, so there's not a lot extra I'm going to say about her. Okay. I'm just going to kind of throw some background information and thing, other things, but not there's not as much. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So, who was Elizabeth? Who was Elizabeth? Yes. <laughs> that was beautiful. We had a moment. I'm I glad you it. listeners got to so hear it. <laughs> She was an author, lecturer, philosopher of women's rights and suffrage movement. She form formulated the agenda for women's rights that guided the struggle well, well into the 20th century. And that is from history.com. So Elizabeth was born in November of 1815 in Johnston, New York. Oh, okay. So, so she was okay. like actually truly from there. Yeah. Charlene and her, I'm from New York, but she I left am. when she was 11. When she that, left when she was I, my formative young years were spent being a New okay, Yorker so this has been, on the city streets of Queens. Okay, maybe so we this should has take been this our debate, yeah. yo. Okay, because I was a military brat. Mm, I'm I, actually I'm not a brat, but I was a military <laughs> child. Okay. And oh, it's a young <laughs> time. It's a young time. <laughs> Roasted. She's uh, been Hanun attacked. Hanun attacked. Oh my god. You'll see this on a shirt. You will see this on a shirt. You've been Hanun attacked. You're welcome. Welcome to the club, bitch. We can start shit talking her now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sherilyn left New York when she was 11, but she considers herself from New York. I am because listen, fellow New Yorkers, y'all know, y'all know, you get into that mindset. You have that new. York mindset, New York okay? state. Of so yes, Ooh. after New York, after you know, shout out Queens. A, <laughs> um, I moved up to Massachusetts for two years, and then I moved down here. Mm -hmm. Right now, I went to eighth grade here, and then I went to high school. So yeah, I know, like in college. I, <coughs> ain't nobody asked. In college, I mean, I know, like I, you know, I went, I went here. Mm -hmm. I'm here, but I just don't really consider myself. From. from here. Yes. Is this mm -hmm. my home? Of course. I've lived here mm -hmm. for a while. I don't... Do I consider New York my home? No. Because okay. I'm not... No, oh. Obviously. Okay, okay, okay. That makes a lot yeah. more sense now that you actually, like, explain it. Oh, no. But, at the same token... Okay, you said you were here at... 13. 8th grade, right? Yeah. I moved to Pensacola when I was in 6th grade. But I do consider myself from Pensacola, even yeah. though I spent... Weird. I spent six years in Spain, and then I came here, but I consider myself from here, even though I don't have the accent from here. Yeah. I don't have the Pensacola mentality, I but I, I consider myself from here, because yeah. I've been here the longest. I've been here for... Okay. Whew, I, I don't even know. Years. What a very long me. break that had nothing to do with um, the women's <laughs> right to vote, but I hope you guys learned something about us. So, Elizabeth was born 
in November 1815 in Johnstown, New York, mm -hmm. to a well-known lawyer who wanted another son but had a daughter. It says that this made her work harder and try to dominate other male yeah. jobs, and she gained an informal legal education by listening to her father talk to colleagues. So because she was a well-educated woman, she like went to school and stuff, and she did marry um, an abolitionist named Henry Stanton. But when she was married, she refused to use the word obey in her wedding vows, which was like a right. big deal. Yeah. And they honeymooned to London where they attended a world anti-slavery society. So she met someone named Lucreta Mott, who also met Anthony later in her life. And they were both very angry about the exclusion of women. And eight years later, they held the first women's right convention somewhere in New York. Mm -hmm. All right. And Stanton authorized the Declaration of Sentiments. So the document offered examples of how men oppress women. Like, they prevent them from owning their own land and earning wages. Prevent them from voting. Compel them to submit the law created without their representation. They gave men the authority in divorce and child custody proceedings and decisions. Preventing them from gaining a college education. Prevent them from participating in most public church affairs subjecting them to a different moral code than men, and aiming to make them dependent and submissive to men. Mm -hmm. That was uh, that That's was a lot, right? That was right? heavy. She wrote all of that. She be, but she had that informal legal education. Because right. her dad was a lawyer, and then her husband ended up being a lawyer too because he studied under her mm -hmm. dad. In 1851, Santa met Anthony, and they were very different, but they worked well together. Uh-huh. All right? So... Direct quote from womenshistory.com. Their intellectual and organization partnership dominated the women's movement for over half a century. That's end quote. When Santon couldn't travel, she wrote speeches for Anthony to deliver. So she was actually the mastermind behind all of Anthony's speeches, uh -huh. according to the website. Nice. And they the, both focused on women's suffrage, but Santon also pushed for equal rights for women overall. Mm-hmm. Alright, and so then also during the Civil War, she concentrated her efforts on abolishing slavery, and after that became even more outspoken in promoting women's suffrage, and like I said before, she worked with uh, Susan B. Anthony on the Revolution, which was the paper that talked about women's suffrage. Mm -hmm. In the 1800s, Stanton was older in her age and focused, focused more on writing. She wrote three volumes of the History of Women's Suffrage, which was a big deal. They were published sev several decades after women won the, the right to vote. Also wanted to note that in the late 1860s, she began to advocate for measures women can take to avoid getting pregnant, oh, a.k.a. birth, birth control. control. Thank oh, you, I didn't birth realize control. they had it back in the day. I didn't either, but she became an advocate for it. Oh, that's they awesome. They back in fucking Egypt. Oh, they okay, just well, They're yeah. fucking cloth condoms. <laughs> Ow. As we learned. If you're just hopping in for this episode, make sure you go two episodes back to learn about ancient Egypt condoms. condoms. We yes. went on a whole tangent we with that. Did. We did. That was a fun one. Last thing. Although women were granted the right to vote two decades after she died, her death and her efforts were not left in vain as she left behind a valid legacy. Yeah. Because all did. her efforts... Yeah. Along with Susan B. Anthony, what allowed us yeah. to have the right to vote. Yes. And Truth was just a badass. And, and she really did a lot for black Americans. Awesome. She did. So, welcome to the wall of badasses. Hell there yeah. was some wild yeah. times during that episode. Um, so Hannah, sorry. Hannah and I so apologize. Yes. 
is <laughs> right now for, me. <laughs> for everything that occurred. Um, listeners, you probably won't get to listen to most of it because it will be cut out. <laughs> things things that crazy. Um, but Maybe of we'll course, come up with like a podcast of things that get cut out. Things oh, shit gosh, that happens on this. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh that my. would be wild. Or that could be like a bonus episode. Okay. Anyways, um, we <laughs> will get there. We will see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. This is a podcast created by responsible of drinking age adults. Please drink responsibly. You must be over the age of 21 and do not drink and drive. Your tipsy broad history hosts all live in the same neighborhood and were able to simply walk home after our recording. Tipsy broad history and its hosts do not support or condone the overconsumption, abuse, or irresponsible use of alcohol. Tipsy broad history is not intended for promoting alcohol abuse binge drinking, underage drinking, or any other forms of abuse and irresponsible alcohol consumption. Additionally, please note we are not historians and do not claim to be history buffs. We are just a couple of friends that want to bring light to women in history. And we just so happen to do that a little tipsy.